So today we have um, one of our personal favorites, Dr. Anit Hernandez, a primary care doctor at Phelps Health, on our show for her first time. So welcome. Oh, thank you. Hello, everybody. So my name is Anit Hernandez. I'm an internal medicine doctor at Phelps Health. I've been here for about almost three years, but I came during the pandemic, so probably many of you don't know. Yes, I think I've only met you a handful of times. Yes. So uh, it's been a great time. Um, So I'm gonna talk a little bit about uh, where I went to school. So I did my entire education in Mexico, um, med school, and then over there I did internal medicine too. Mm -hmm. But after that, I had the opportunity to do residency here in the United mm-hmm. States. So I, um, I revalidate my med school and everything, and I did internal medicine mm-hmm. at Mount Sinai in Miami Beach. And after that, I was working for two years as a primary care internal medicine, and then I came here. Mm-hmm. So since then, I've been here. It's been, like I said, super good working with all the people that helps help. Um, I like this, um, the community and also the mm-hmm. hospital. The hospital, I think, is uh, really focused about and compromised about uh, patient care. Mm-hmm. And also we have all the, the technology necessary to take care of the patients. So, so I'm, really, I'm really happy to be here. Are you originally from Mexico? Yes, I'm from Mexico. I was mm-hmm. raised and born in, in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is great because you're bilingual, yeah, right? Great, Which is great. awesome for our patients. Yeah, yeah we have um, now some patients, uh, before, like I said, we mm-hmm. I came during the pandemic, so nobody knew about uh, about me, uh-huh. and we can yeah. shut down the you know um, clinic and stuff like that. But now I'm seeing patients that just they just speak Spanish, mm-hmm. so that's great. And yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes them feel comfortable. They feel like they can really share their experience with you and there's not a language barrier. Exactly. Yes. yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm so really glad cool. about that, that I can help some people that need, mm-hmm. you know, a doctor that speaks Spanish. Yes. It's a perfect fit. So you mentioned that you're internal medicine. Um, yes. What does internal medicine mean for our listeners? Okay. Internal medicine is a specialty um, that just um, focuses on adults usually with multiple diseases. For example, hypertension, diabetes, mm-hmm. um, thyroid problems, um, uh, um, heart issues, um, COPD, you know, mm-hmm. like a great variety of um, conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just see adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no like children, right? No, I don't okay. see children. Yes, but we do have pediatrics, so that's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you mentioned thyroid disease. That's that's kind of a perfect segue into our topic today because we're going to start answering some frequently asked questions about thyroid problems because a lot of people deal with this. So first, let's just give a definition of what is thyroid disease? What do we mean when we say that? Okay, first let's start with what is the thyroid gland. So the thyroid gland it's a, a gland located in your neck, at the base of your neck, anterior to your windpipe. Um, and this gland, it's in charge of producing some hormones. These hormones will regulate your metabolism. So um, it will, th- this gland will make sure that you produce enough um, hormones to keep your metabolism at a good rate, you know, not to not too fast or not too um, slow. So if somebody has a thyroid that is too fast or too slow, what does that look like for them? 
um, it will develop different, um, patients will present with different symptoms, you know, related to hypothyroidism, when your mm -hmm. thyroid produces low um, amount of hormones, or hyperthyroidism, when your thyroid is producing too much of the hormones. So what causes thyroid disease? Is this something that people are just born with? Is it nature versus nurture? Let's talk about that. Well, there are many causes of thyroid um, disorders. Um, many, most of them are immune-related, meaning that your body uh, produces some um, antibodies sometimes um, or inflammation, you know, cells mm -hmm. that go and attack your uh, gland and produce inflammation. Also, some drugs. You know, amiodarone is one of the biggest ones. Uh, patients that have had radiation for any other conditions, uh, for example, lymphoma, and they have a radiation, mm -hmm. and after years they can develop um, problems with their thyroid, or even viral infections mm -hmm. can cause problems in it with your thyroid. So does family history have any effect on thyroid issues, problems, diagnoses? Yes, so usually we see that Patients with thyroid disorders are more prevalent in a specific family, so we think that it's um, a genetic component of this, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so in general, there are um, in families that have um, thyroid problems, so there are more predisposition for the, you know, children of them mm -hmm. to have thyroid problems. Okay, yeah, good to know. So I was sharing with Dr. Hernandez before the show started that I had been getting tested over the past couple of years um, for what they thought was a thyroid disorder um, because I have a family history of that as well. So it turns out we had other things going on, but mm -hmm. again, it was really cool that I could share my family history and then we proactively take the steps to kind of determine what was going on. Exactly. Yeah, usually that's an important part of the history, family mm -hmm. history. Um, and of course, in order to diagnose a yep. thyroid problem, we need to um, put together several components. One is the symptoms of the patients, mm -hmm. uh, the history, family history, you know. Um, another one is the physical exam and the test, blood test that we need to do. So whenever you say physical exam, if somebody comes in, what can I expect for that? Okay, so we look at the whole picture, you know starting for your vitals mm -hmm. um, and then for example uh, if you are complaining of hair loss dry skin you know all the symptoms mm -hmm. that you are having and during the physical exam we check the thyroid you know making sure that it's not bumps in, in the gland mm -hmm. uh, nodules um, and you know in general everything else um, and then we order some blood work so let's talk a little bit about what that blood work looks like and those different types of thyroid disease. So you had mentioned hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism. Yes. Let's talk about hypothyroidism. What does that mean and what happens with somebody that has that? Okay, so hypothyroidism, the most common cause is um, thyroiditis, which, well, which is an inflammation of the thyroid. Mm -hmm. And usually it's immune mediated. The most common causes cause Hashimoto's um, thyroiditis, mm -hmm. and it was named after a Japanese doctor that described the disease many years ago. Mm -hmm. And, and it, this um, form of thyroiditis is painless, but it can cause some um, enlargement of your uh, thyroid gland. We call it goiter. Mm -hmm. And um, hypothyroidism also can be caused because of 
deficient iodine in your diet. Mm -hmm. So not enough iodine in your diet. Mm -hmm. And there are other causes, like I said, drugs. Um, what are the symptoms? So there's a lot of symptoms. Usually there are mild symptoms mm -hmm. that develop over, over months or years sometimes. So one of the main ones will be fatigue, uh, weight gain with decreased appetite. That's very important. So they mm -hmm. don't eat much, but it's still gaining weight, you know? It changes in menstrual periods, loss of sex drive, feeling cold when others uh, do not feel cold. So cold intolerance, we call it. Mm -hmm. um, constipation, dry skin, hair loss, um, sometimes puffiness, you know, around the eyes, mm -hmm. um, even um, carpal tunnel syndrome, mm -hmm. sometimes both hands, and that's weird in a young patient with yeah. all of those um, mm -hmm. symptoms, all other symptoms that I mentioned. Um, so those are basically the main ones. Okay, so let's transition. Let's talk about hyperthyroidism, which is different than hypo, th than hypo right? Exactly. So the hyperthyroidism, like we said before, it's an increased amount of thyroid hormones in your body. So it will cause an increase in your metabolism. Mm -hmm. And the main, um, one of the main causes of hyperthyroidism is Graves' disease, another immune-mediated disease. And, and usually we can see this type of disease in women uh, between ages 20 to 40. Um, and one clinical sign very, uh, you know, distinctive will be a wide eye stare or bulging eyes, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, there are other symptoms also uh, associated to hyperthyroidism like fatigue. In this case, is weight loss, um, anxious, tremors, mm -hmm. uh, very sweaty. Uh, sometimes they start having more bowel movements. Um, not, not diarrhea per se, but increased, mm -hmm. you know, bowel movements. Um, feeling hot all the time. So we call it, um, well, yeah, in general, feeling hot all the time. When everybody mm -hmm. is like super cold, people will be, no, I'm, I'm hot. You know? Yeah. Um, so really, to me, the big difference between hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism is whenever it's hyper, um, weight loss is usually one of the big things. And with hypo, weight gain, like unexplained weight gain, like you sniff a cookie and you gain five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that, uh -huh. yes. Yeah, absolutely. So how important is it for people who think that they may have one of these to track their symptoms in a log or to track their nutrition, their diet, before they come and have a conversation with you? Um, usually, you know, patients, um, seek medical attention because they're gaining weight. And if you start looking at the calories, they are not eating that much. So they are not eating too many calories for the weight gain that they are experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, but in general, um, uh, fatigue will be one of the main ones. You know, patients complain about fatigue, being tired all the time their skin is very dry, stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know. And about diet, there is no such a thing like hypo or hyperthyroidist diet. In general, the most important thing is to have an um, adequate amount of iodine in your diet mm -hmm. and avoid um, this dietary, um, you know, uh, extremes. 
So eating too much of one thing or too much of mm -hmm. the other thing. Oh, also fiber, if you are um, taking medication for hypothyroidism, uh, eating too much fiber will decrease the absorption. So it will cause problems. You know, um, another thing that is important is patients who are on thyroid medication, they need to take their medications on an empty stomach. Mm -hmm. So very, very important and not combine it with any um, medications for acid reflux because again, it will decrease the absorption, mm -hmm. okay? And um, for patients that need the thyroid check, because once we put patients on um, medication for uh -huh. thyroid disorder, for hypothyroidism specifically, we need to monitor levels, you know, the T3, T4, mm -hmm. and TSH. So in order to do that, and if they are uh, having some um, multivitamins that have biotin in it, they need to stop it one week ahead before because that can alter the results of the labs. You know? Okay, so how does biotin alter the results of the labs? Does it make it look like they don't have um, they will whatever give, the issue is anymore? It, they will was, uh, give us an abnormal result, oh, wow. uh, sometimes decreasing, um, making us think that the patient needs more medication. Okay, when they actually don't, yeah, exactly. which could cause a whole host of issues. Exactly, we will put the patient on hyperthyroidism, you know, giving them too much medication uh, for yeah. hypothyroidism. We'll go to the other side, hyper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, can thyroid disease affect your mood as well? So if somebody is struggling with like weight gain, maybe fatigue, maybe it's weight loss, how does that affect how they are from day to day? Yes, thyroid... Um, Thyroid disorders can affect your mood, for example, and hypothyroidism is more common seeing patients um, depressed, depressed mm -hmm. patients, um, and, all, and hyperthyroidism, uh, it's anxiety, so they are very anxious all the time, mm -hmm. yeah tremors you know mm -hmm. yeah absolutely mm -hmm. what about like certain foods is are there certain foods that somebody with the thyroid disease should avoid i know that you've mentioned iodine a couple of times mm -hmm. what are some of those foods um that have iodine in them or ways that we can put iodine in our diet if we're somebody that struggles with us in general we don't we don't need to supplement our diet with iodine mm -hmm. because many years ago the government in order to prevent um thyroid disorders related to iodine deficiency mm -hmm. they put iodine in salt. So in, in USA, it's very, very uncommon to have um, deficiency of iodine. Mm -hmm. We can see it in um, third world um, countries, but not here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what about like diet, exercise, stuff like that? Well, in general, uh, um, well-balanced diet is recommended. Like I said, there is not such a thing like hypothyroidist diet mm -hmm. or hyperthyroidist diet. Yeah. So you need to just follow a healthy diet, balanced diet, mm -hmm. and exercise. Exercise is good for everything. Mm -hmm. So it will be good for hypothyroidism. For yep. any conditions, you should be exercising. Mm -hmm. So whenever you say follow a healthy diet, what does that mean? That means having, um, avoiding... A processed foods, so mm -hmm. focusing more on um, whole foods, like everything that is not processed, mm -hmm. vegetables, um, grains, mm -hmm. you know, lean meat, um, decrease the amount of uh, carbs, mm -hmm. especially um, simple sugars, you know, yeah. 
So those that will be a, a balanced diet. Yeah, one of the best pieces of advice as I've heard over the, the past couple of years doing the radio show is always follow the outside of the grocery store because everything on the inside is usually processed. Uh-huh. Like um, some canned goods, some like fruit snacks, um, some of the, a lot of those breakfast cereals. Exactly. Yes. Breakfast cereal, not good. It's, it's terrible just, for you. Yeah, it's just carbs. Yes. So in every meal you should have... Um, you know, carbs, protein, mm-hmm. um, and a little bit of fat. Fat will be like avocado, olive oil. Mm-hmm. That's a good fat. Yeah. We're know? not talking about fried chicken no, when no, no. you say that. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, as we kind of continue on, is are people born with a thyroid disease? Is it something that develops over time? Can somebody be perfectly healthy up until like their mid-20s and then develop these types of things? Yes. So, there, for adult population, it's something that you develop over time. Mm-hmm. However, there are children that born with uh, hypothyroidism, mm-hmm. and that's why when whenever a baby is born, they have um, a test, blood test, to make sure that they are producing enough thyroid hormones because thyroid hormones are very important for the brain development. So if if they don't have they gonna we're gonna have, a, have an issue with the baby uh, mm-hmm. mental retardation and yeah. Can you give babies that like let's say that you have a baby, um, you recognize that they have this. Can you give them supplements or is there anything that you can do to help whenever they're an infant? Yes, they will give them medication mm-hmm. for you know thyroid hormones mm-hmm. like to help their do, brain develop. Yes, like we do with the adult patients, but in adult population, you know. We don't see mental retardation related to mm-hmm. hypothyroidism yeah. because we already have our brain developed. Mm-hmm. So will be other symptoms, but uh, slow, um, you know, mentation. So mm-hmm. you are kind of a slow, depressed, and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of those other factors um, that might make somebody have a higher risk for developing a thyroid disease, whether it's hyperthyroidism or hypothyroidism? Okay, well, family history is very important, like we mentioned. It runs in families, uh, both high, hypo and hyperthyroidism. Mm-hmm. Um, having other immune disease re- uh, related immune diseases like type one diabetes, uh, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, Sjogren's disease, those um, put you on increased risk of developing hypothyroid um, thyroid disorders. Um, also, taking medications of like amiodarone, it has a lot of iodine in it. Mm-hmm. It can cause issues too. Um, and in general, older population are at increased risk of developing mm-hmm. thyroid disorders. This made me think of another question too. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have somebody who is an older patient and they're already on multiple medications, whenever you decide, hey, we might need to put you on some type of medication to help with your thyroid issues, should those patients um, make sure that they bring in all of their medications or they have a list of their medications to make sure that there aren't going to be any issues with that? Uh, in general, uh, thyroid hormones, you need to take it in an empty stomach mm-hmm. in the mornings, not combined with anything mm-hmm. else. So you take it in the morning, first thing in the morning, with water, mm-hmm. no coffee because coffee decreases the absorption, mm-hmm. and then wait 30 minutes to one hour to start taking your other medications. Mm-hmm. In general, there are no, um, you know, uh, side effects or uh-huh. that contrapose with uh, any other medication. 
It's just that you need to take it on an empty stomach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's great advice because I think a lot of times, you know, people might be on five or six different medications and they think, oh, well, it's fine. I'll just do all of them at once. And then I'll drink my morning coffee right after, right? But that's not the best advice to to follow. Exactly. So in order to have the best absorption, it has to be on an empty stomach in the morning with Mm -hmm. water. Mm Mm-hmm. So whenever we talk about thyroid um, diseases, diagnoses, issues, stuff like that, people who have hypothyroidism or hypothyroidism, does it put them at a higher risk of developing thyroid cancer at some point in their life? Um, no, not necessarily. So we, then we, we can talk about thyroid nodules. Mm-hmm. So thyroid nodules, um, some of them we have to check in, and make sure that are benign or mm-hmm. malignant. Malignant will be cancer, you know. So whenever um, you have a nodule, you can still have a normal thyroid function. Mm-hmm. It's just that, that you have a bump in your gland, in your thyroid. Mm-hmm. So at that point, what we do is to order an ultrasound. And according to the characteristics that they see on the for the nodule, mm-hmm. we decide if they need um, a biopsy. The biopsy is done by fine needle aspiration. So a a needle is put in inside of the nodule and take a little piece of it and send it to the, to pathology. Mm-hmm. So they will tell us, you know, if it's benign, sometimes we just need to monitor. Mm-hmm. If it's too big, sometimes we need to remove it, you know, so the surgeon will help us, uh, mm-hmm. ENT, you know. or yeah. uh, And if it's malignant, then um, it's another approach. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to include oncology and all that, and usually they took out the gland. And mm-hmm. since then, the patient becomes hypothyroid. So they need replacement thyroid hormones mm-hmm. uh, medication for life. Mm-hmm. But usually, um, thyroid cancer has a, um, a very good results. You know, patients mm-hmm. respond very well to treatment. Yeah, my grandpa had um, thyroid cancer, and he is totally fine after that. I mean, he's got other health issues, right? Mm-hmm. But as far as thyroid cancer, um, he got it taken out, and he's been totally fine, and his recovery was actually pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, in general, in general um, thyroid cancer is, is, you know, we have very good results with treatment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So if somebody does have, like, a nodule, and it's benign, and uh, it's not big enough for you to really have concern to say, hey, we need to call an ear, nose, and throat um, to have somebody take this out to do a procedure. Can somebody still elect to do that if they just are not comfortable with it and they want to take it out? Or does it have to be a certain size in order to do that? Uh, usually is when they are big enough mm-hmm. and they have other characteristics on the ultrasound that mm-hmm. they tell us, okay, it's be- it's suspicious, even though the biopsy was negative, probably it's better just to take it out. Mm-hmm. But sometimes are just small and we have to monitor every year with an ultrasound and make yeah. sure that it's not growing and it's still mm-hmm. the same, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So kind of similar, uh, but not a little bit off topic. So I go to the dentist twice a year, right, for my mm-hmm. annual checkup. And um, I have dense bone in my lower jaw. And so whenever they did my x-ray of it, they thought that there was some type of growth or something like that. So every six months, I have to um, make sure that I do like an x-ray to make sure that there is no additional growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so kind of similar. like that, mm-hmm. exactly. And also when you are on medication for thyroid disorders, we have to keep monitoring because sometimes mm-hmm. we have to adjust the medication. Yep. And every th- time that we adjust it, we have to recheck your levels mm-hmm. about 8 to 12 weeks later. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if somebody is on thyroid medication, is that something that they're on the rest of their life? 
usually is mm-hmm. like that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dr. Hernandez, you have been a wealth of knowledge um, for everybody listening. Um, Dr. Anita Hernandez is a primary care doctor at Phelps Health and is accepting new patients. Yes. Uh, so everybody who needs a new doctor uh, or needs a primary doctor. Mm-hmm. We, we know are. somebody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are glad to see you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much again for being here today. Thank you, everybody. If you missed listening. part of this show or would like to listen to it again, please visit phelpshealth.org.